Well, hello and welcome back to The Rebind, a podcast about putting all the pages of the Bible back together. Uh, with a mini-series and a holiday break interrupting our normal program in Ezekiel, today's episode is going to re-familiarize us with that probing prophet and the book's developing plotline. to be back with you guys here on The Rebind. Our rhythms have recently gotten a little out of sync, not necessarily in a bad way, but it's been a while since we dove into the world of the prophet Ezekiel. Normally, the way that this podcast is set up, we have three or four weeks working through Ezekiel, and then we have a first-of-the-month interview to break it up, um, break up the routine, throw in something else to think about. But it's been a month since we've actually looked at Ezekiel. So ironically, what we need is not something to give us a break from the prophet, but something to get us thinking about him again, something to refresh us on what's been going on. So here's what we decided to do today. I'm going to give a little recap of what we've covered in the Rebind, um, just catch us all back up to speed, and then we're going to listen to a compilation of all the guest scripture readings that we've had so far on the podcast. So this way you get to re-listen to Ezekiel 1 to 11, be enriched by it, and be ready for next week when we start diving back in. And, you know, you might be thinking, lame, what a cop-out, just copy-pasting the scripture readings and calling it a podcast episode. All right, but here's the thing. Let's be real. If I told you, hey, go and listen to Ezekiel 1 to 11 on a Bible app this week, would you do it? Uh, we've had some awesome guests help us out in reading the unfolding story of Ezekiel. And this episode compiles all that together into one big reader's theater. After all, it's the Bible itself and not my commentary that has the real power to change your life. So why complain about hearing it? Imaginary disgruntled podcast listener? In case you're wondering, why are we even studying Ezekiel in the first place? Let me just remind us what this podcast is even about. The Rebind is aiming at unpacking unfamiliar parts of the Bible. We don't want to just be working with a handful of our favorite verses. We want to be prepared for all of life with all the Bible, like the Lord explicitly tells us that we need. So what better way to start out doing that than to work through the book of Ezekiel, this strange, shocking, offensive book 48 chapters long, filled with visions and judgments and acted-out prophecies. But we are learning to embrace the strangeness and the shock, to let God's message shake us up, and to, to carefully think through what the entire book means for us as it unfolds. Instead of just plucking out this chapter or that verse and running with wherever we want to go. All right, now that's a tall order, right? But we're in no rush to try to do it all at once. We've been taking one chunk, one section at a time, sometimes splitting it up in two weeks, and it's all starting to build on each other. 
We talked about some very first impressions that we may be bringing back at the start of this podcast, the, the goods and the bads of that when we're thinking about Ezekiel. We talked about the bird's eye view structure of the book and what it tells us about the, the macro message of this prophet, the way he keeps probing the subtle ways we manipulate God's promises. We looked at that key introductory vision in the first three chapters, which captures both Ezekiel's vision of God and God's vision for his reluctant prophet. And then from chapter 4 and onward, the actual prophecies of Ezekiel have been continually amping up. The warning has been pretty consistent. You know, the capital city of Jerusalem is going to fall. And instead of covering that up and tricking yourselves into believing it's not going to happen, Jewish exiles, you should use this opportunity to give up all the selfish sins, all the social evils that caused all this in the first place. Okay, but even with that consistent message of impending doom for Jerusalem, there's been a big crescendo. While we start with a little brick model of Jerusalem getting sieged, we move into a kind of apocalypse movie crashing down on the four corners of the land. We see little slivers of hope and invitations to start a new leaf, little shadows of what's coming later in the book, but we can't rush there. We've got to sit in the indictments, take them seriously, let God probe us with these prophecies so that we're more aware of our sins. We have to sit in these chapters so that we're more aware of what we need to turn from, the kind of holy Lord that we're talking about when we try dealing with God. So chapters 8 to 11 are the last big key section that we ended with when we were in Ezekiel. They're, they're really like a big climax to this building crescendo. Only for us 21st century Westerners, it doesn't really seem that way because it's filled with all this temple stuff and pagan practices. But if we're really in tune with how important that temple is in the Bible and what it signifies, not just a place where people gather worship, but this sacred space God has promised to show up and work out this covenant relationship with his people. The more that we get that, how big a deal that is, the more we realize holy anchovies, the glory of God is leaving. <laughs> like that's more devastating to the Israelite way of life than demolishing their capital. Okay, whiplash, right? Don't just take my word for it about what Ezekiel is all about. Don't just hear my summaries of what each chapter is doing. Go ahead and hear it for yourself. This is Ezekiel 1, 1 through 2, 5. In the thirtieth year, on the fifth day of the fourth month, while I was among the exiles at the Kibar River, the heavens opened and I saw a divine vision. On the fifth day of the month, it was the fifth year of King Jehoiachin's exile, the Lord's message came to the priest Ezekiel, the son of Buzi, at the Kibar River in the land of the Babylonians. The hand of the Lord came on him there. As I watched, I noticed a windstorm coming from the north, an enormous cloud with lightning flashing. 
such that bright light rimmed it and came from it like a glowing amber from the midst of a fire. In the fire were what looked like four living beings. In their appearance they had human form, but each had four faces and four wings. Their legs were straight, but the soles of their feet were like calves' feet. They gleamed like polished bronze. They had human hands under their wings on their four sides. As for the faces and wings of the four of them, their wings touched each other. They did not turn as they moved, but went straight ahead. Their faces had this appearance. Each of the four had the face of a man, with the face of a lion on the right, the face of an ox on the left, and also the face of an eagle. Their wings were spread out above them. Each had two wings touching the wings of one of the other beings on either side and two wings covering their bodies. Each moved straight ahead. Wherever the spirit would go, they would go, without turning as they went. In the middle of the beings was something like burning coals of fire or like torches. It moved back and forth among the living beings. It was bright, and lightning was flashing out of the fire. The living beings moved backward and forward as quickly as flashes of lightning. Then I looked, and I saw one wheel on the ground beside each of the four beings. The appearance of the wheels and their construction was like gleaming jasper, and all four wheels looked alike. Their structure was like a wheel within a wheel. When they moved, they would go in any of the four directions they faced without turning as they moved. Their rims were high and awesome, and the rims of all four wheels were full of eyes all around. When the living beings moved, the wheels beside them moved. When the living beings rose up from the ground, the wheels rose up too. Wherever the Spirit would go, they would go, and the wheels would rise up beside them because the Spirit of the living being was in the wheel. When the living beings moved, the wheels moved, and when they stopped moving, the wheels stopped. When they rose up from the ground, the wheels rose up from the ground. The wheels rose up beside them because the Spirit of the living being was in the wheel. Over the heads of the living beings was something like a platform, glittering awesomely like ice, stretched out over their heads. Under the platform, their wings were stretched out, each toward the other. Each of the beings also had two wings covering its body. When they moved, I heard the sound of their wings. It was like the sound of rushing waters, or the voice of the Sovereign One, or the tumult of an army. When they stood still, they lowered their wings. Then there was a voice from above the platform over their heads when they stood still. Above the platform over their heads was something like a sapphire shaped like a throne. High above on the throne was a form that appeared to be a man. I saw an amber glow like fire enclosed all around from his waist up. From his waist down, I saw something that looked like fire. There was a brilliant light around it, like the appearance of a rainbow in the clouds after the rain. This was the appearance of the surrounding brilliant light. 
It looked like the glory of the Lord. When I saw it, I threw myself face down, and I heard a voice speaking. He said to me, Son of man, stand on your feet, and I will speak with you. As he spoke to me, a wind came into me and stood me on my feet, and I heard the one speaking to me. He said to me, Son of man, I am sending you to the house of Israel, to rebellious nations who have rebelled against me. Both they and their fathers have revolted against me to this very day. The people to whom I am sending you are obstinate and hard-hearted, and you must say to them, This is what the Sovereign Lord says. And as for them, whether they listen or not, for they are a rebellious house, they will know that a prophet has been among them. He said to me, O mortal, stand up on your feet, and I will speak with you. And when he spoke to me, the Spirit entered into me and set me on my feet. And I heard him speaking to me. He said to me, Mortal, I am sending you to the people of Israel, to a nation of rebels who have rebelled against me. They and their ancestors have transgressed against me to this very day. The descendants are impudent and stubborn. I am sending you to them, and you shall say to them, Thus says the Lord God, Whether they hear or refuse to hear, for they are a rebellious house, they shall know that there has been a prophet among them. And you, O mortal, do not be afraid of them, and do not be afraid of their words, though briars and thorns surround you and you live among scorpions. Do not be afraid of their words, and do not be dismayed at their looks, for they are a rebellious house. You shall speak my words to them, whether they hear or refuse to hear, for they are a rebellious house. But you, mortal, hear what I say to you. Do not be rebellious like that rebellious house. Open your mouth and eat what I give you. I looked, and a hand was stretched out to me, and a written scroll was in it. He spread it before me. It had writing on the front and on the back, and written on it were the words of lamentation and mourning and woe. He said to me, O mortal, eat what is offered to you. Eat this scroll and go. Speak to the house of Israel. So I opened my mouth, and he gave me the scroll to eat. He said to me, Mortal, eat this scroll that I give you, and fill your stomach with it. Then I ate it, and in my mouth it was as sweet as honey. He said to me, Mortal, go to the house of Israel and speak my very words to them, for you are not sent to a people of obscure speech and difficult language, but to the house of Israel, not to many peoples of obscure speech and difficult language, whose words you cannot understand. Surely, if I sent you to them, they would listen to you. But the house of Israel will not listen to you, for they are not willing to listen to me, because all the house of Israel have a hard forehead and a stubborn heart. See, I have made your face hard against their faces, and your forehead hard against their foreheads, like the hardest stone, harder than flint. I have made your forehead. Do not fear them or be dismayed at their looks, for they are a rebellious house. He said to me, Mortal, all my words that I shall speak to you, re you receive in your heart, and I hear with your ears. Then go to the exiles, to your people, and speak to them. Say to them, Thus says the Lord God, whether they hear or refuse to hear. Then the Spirit lifted me up, and as the glory of the Lord rose from its place, I heard behind me the sound of loud rumbling. It was the sound of the wings of the living creatures brushing against one another, and the sound of the wheels beside them. 
that sounded like a loud rumbling. The spirit lifted me up and bore me away. I went in bitterness in the heat of my spirit, the hand of the Lord being strong upon me. I came to the exiles at Tel Abib who lived by the river Chebar, and I sat there among them stunned for seven days. At the end of seven days, the word of the Lord came to me, mortal, I have made you a sentinel for the house of Israel. Whenever you hear a word from my mouth, you shall give them warning from me. If I say to the wicked, you shall surely die, and you give them no warning, or speak to warn the wicked from their wicked way in order to save their life, those wicked persons shall die for their iniquity, but their blood I will require at your hand. But if you warn the wicked, and they do not turn from their wickedness or from their wicked way, they shall die for their iniquity, but you will have saved your life. Again, if the righteous turn from their righteousness and commit iniquity, and I lay a stumbling block before them, they shall die. Because you have not warned them, they shall die for their sin. And their righteous deeds that they have done shall not be remembered. But their blood I will require at your hand. If, however, you warn the righteous not to sin, and they do not sin, they shall surely live, because they took warning, and you will have saved your life. Then the hand of the Lord was upon me there. And he said to me, Rise up, go out into the valley, and there I will speak with you. So I rose up and went out into the valley, and the glory of the Lord stood there, like the glory that I had seen by the river Chebar. And I fell on my face. The Spirit entered into me and set me on my feet. And he spoke with me and said to me, Go, shut yourself inside your house. As for you, mortal, cords shall be placed on you, and you shall be bound with them so that you cannot go out among the people. And I will make your tongue cling to the roof of your mouth, so that you shall be speechless and unable to reprove them, for they are a rebellious house. But when I speak with you, I will open your mouth, and you shall say to them, Thus says the Lord God, Let those who will hear, hear. Let those who refuse to hear, refuse, for they are a rebellious house. And you, son of man, take a brick and lay it before you, and engrave on it a city, even Jerusalem, and put siege works against it, and build a siege wall against it, and cast up a mound against it. Set camps also against it, and plant battering rams against it all around. And you, take an iron griddle and place it as an iron wall between you and the city, and set your face toward it, and let it be in a state of siege, and press the siege against it. This is a sign for the house of Israel." Then lie on your left side and place the punishment of the house of Israel upon it. For the number of the days that you lie on it, you shall bear their punishment. For I assign to you a number of days, 390 days, equal to the number of the years of their punishment. So long shall you bear the punishment of the house of Israel. And when you have completed these, you shall lie down a second time, but on your right side, and bear the punishment of the house of Judah. Forty days I assign you, a day for each year, and you shall set your face toward the siege of Jerusalem, with your arm bared, and you shall prophesy against the city. And behold, I will place cords upon you, so that you cannot turn from one side to the other, till you have completed the days of your siege. And you, take wheat and barley, beans and lentils, millet and emmer, and put them into a single vessel and make your bread from them. During the number of days that you lie on your side, 390 days you shall eat it. And your food that you eat shall be by weight, 20 shekels a day. From day to day you shall eat it. 
and water you shall drink by measure, the sixth part of a hen. From day to day you shall drink, and you shall eat it as a barley cake, baking it in their sight on human dung. And the Lord said, Thus shall the people of Israel eat their bread unclean among the nations where I will drive them. Then I said, Ah, Lord God, behold, I have never defiled myself. From my youth up till now, I have never eaten what died of itself or was torn by beasts, nor has tainted meat come into my mouth. Then he said to me, See, I assign to you cow's dung instead of human dung, on which you may prepare your bread. Moreover, he said to me, Son of man, behold, I will break the supply of bread in Jerusalem. They shall eat bread by weight and with anxiety, and they shall drink water by measure and in dismay. I will do this that they may lack bread and water and look at one another in dismay and rot away because of their punishment. And you, O son of man, take a sharp sword, use it as a barber's razor and pass it over your head and your beard. Then take balances for weighing and divide the hair. A third part you shall burn in the fire in the midst of the city when the days of the siege are completed. And a third part you shall take and strike with your sword all around the city. And a third part you shall scatter to the wind, and I will unsheathe the sword after them. And you shall take from these a small number and bind them in the skirts of your robe. And of these again you shall take some and cast them into the midst of the fire and burn them in the fire. From there a fire will come out into all the house of Israel. Thus says the Lord God, This is Jerusalem. I have set her in the center of the nations with countries all around her. And she has rebelled against my rules by doing wickedness more than the nations and against my statutes more than the countries all around her. For they have rejected my rules and have not walked in my statutes. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, because you are more turbulent than the nations that are around you and have not walked in my statutes or obeyed my rules and have not even acted according to the rules of the nations that are all around you, Therefore, thus says the Lord God, Behold, I, even I, am against you, and I will execute judgments in your midst in the sight of the nations. And because of all your abominations, I will do with you what I have never yet done, and the like of which I will never do again. Therefore, fathers shall eat their sons in your midst, and sons shall eat their fathers, and I will execute judgments on you, and any of you who survive I will scatter to all the winds." Therefore, as I live, declares the Lord God, surely because you have defiled my sanctuary with all your detestable things and with all your abominations, therefore I will withdraw. My eye will not spare, and I will have no pity. A third part of you shall die of pestilence and be consumed with famine in your midst. A third part shall fall by the sword all around you. And a third part I will scatter to all the winds and will unsheathe the sword after them. Thus shall my anger spend itself, and I will vent my fury upon them and satisfy myself. And they shall know that I am the Lord, that I have spoken in my jealousy when I spend my fury upon them. Moreover, I will make you a desolation and an object of reproach among the nations all around you and in the sight of all who pass by. You shall be a reproach and a taunt, a warning and a horror to the nations all around you. When I execute judgments on you in anger and fury and with furious rebukes, I am the Lord, I have spoken. 
When I send against you the deadly arrows of famine, arrows for destruction, which I will send to destroy you, and when I bring more and more famine upon you and break your supply of bread, I will send famine and wild beasts against you, and they will rob you of your children. Pestilence and blood shall pass through you, and I will bring the sword upon you. I am the Lord. I have spoken. The word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, face the mountains of Israel and prophesy against them. You are to say, Mountains of Israel, hear the word of the Lord God. This is what the Lord God says to the mountains and the hills, to the ravines and the valleys. I'm about to bring a sword against you, and I will destroy your high places. Your altars will be desolated and your shrines smashed. I will throw down your slain in front of your idols. I will lay the corpses of the Israelites in front of their idols and scatter your bones around your altars. Wherever you live, the cities will be in ruins and the high places will be desolate, so that your altars will lie in ruins and be desecrated. Your idols smashed and obliterated, your shrines cut down, and what you have made wiped out. The slain will fall among you, and you will know that I am the Lord. Yet I will leave a remnant when you are scattered among the nations. For throughout the countries, there will be some of you who will escape the sword. Then your survivors will remember me among the nations where they are taken captive, how I was crushed by their promiscuous hearts that turned away from me and by their eyes that lusted after their idols. They will loathe themselves because of the evil things they did, their detestable actions of every kind. And they will know that I am the Lord. I did not threaten to bring this disaster on them without reason. This is what the Lord God says. Clap your hands, stamp your feet, and cry out over all the evil and detestable practices of the house of Israel, who will fall by the sword, famine, and plague. The one who is far off will die by the plague. The one who is near will fall by the sword. And the one who remains and is spared will die of famine. In this way, I will exhaust my wrath on them. You will all know that I am the Lord when their slain lie among their idols around their altars, on every high hill, on all the mountaintops, and under every green tree and every leafy oak, the places where they offered pleasing aromas to all their idols. I will stretch out my hand against them, and wherever they live, I will make the land a desolate waste from the wilderness of Dibla. Then they will know that I am the Lord. The word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, this is what the Lord God says to the land of Israel. An end, the end has come on the four corners of the earth. The end is now upon you. I will send my anger against you and judge you according to your ways. I will punish you for all your detestable practices. I will not look on you with pity or spare you, but I will punish you for your ways and for your detestable practices within you. Then you will know that I am the Lord. This is what the Lord God says. Look, one disaster after another is coming. An end has come. The end has come. It has awakened against you. Look, it is coming. Doom has come on you, inhabitants of the land. The time has come. The day is near. There will be panic on the mountains and not celebration. I will pour out my wrath on you very soon. 
I will exhaust my anger against you and judge you according to your ways. I will punish you for all your detestable practices. I will not look on you with pity or spare you. I will punish you for your ways and for your detestable practices within you. Then you will know that it is I, the Lord, who strikes. Here is the day. Here it comes. Doom is on its way. The rod has blossomed. Arrogance has bloomed. Violence has grown into a rod of wickedness. None of them will remain. None of that crowd. None of their wealth. And none of the eminent among them. The time has come. The day has arrived. Let the buyer not rejoice and the seller not mourn, for wrath is on her whole crowd. The seller will certainly not return to what is sold, as long as he and the buyer remain alive. For the vision concerning her whole crowd will not be revoked, and because of the iniquity of each one, none will preserve his life. They have blown the trumpet and prepared everything, but no one goes to war. For my wrath is on her whole crowd. The sword is on the outside. Plague and famine are on the inside. Whoever is in the field will die by the sword, and famine and plague will devour whoever is in the city. The survivors among them will escape and live on the mountains. Like doves of the valley, all of them will moan, each over his own iniquity. All their hands will become weak, and all their knees will run with urine. They will put on sackcloth and horror will overwhelm them. Shame will cover all their faces and their heads will be bald. They will throw their silver into the streets and their gold will seem like something filthy. Their silver and gold will be unable to save them in the day of the Lord's wrath. They will not satisfy their appetites or fill their stomachs. For these were the stumbling blocks that brought about their iniquity. He appointed his beautiful ornaments for majesty, but they made their detestable images from them, their abhorrent things. Therefore, I have made these into something filthy to them. I will hand these things over to foreigners as plunder and to the wicked of the earth as spoil, and they will profane them. I will turn my face from them. I will turn my face from them as they profane my treasured place. Violent men will enter it and profane it. Forge the chain, for the land is filled with crimes of bloodshed, and the city is filled with violence. So I will bring the most evil of nations to take possession of their houses. I will put an end to the pride of the strong, and their sacred places will be profaned. Anguish is coming. They will look for peace, but there will be none. Disaster after disaster will come, and there will be rumor after rumor. They will look for a vision from a prophet, but instruction will perish from the priests and counsel from the elders. The king will mourn, the prince will be clothed in grief, and the hands of the people of the land will tremble. I will deal with them according to their own conduct, and I will judge them by their own standards. Then they will know that I am the Lord. It came about in the sixth year, on the fifth day of the sixth month, as I was sitting in my house with the elders of Judah sitting before me, that the hand of the Lord God fell on me there. Then I looked, and behold, a likeness as the appearance of a man. From his loins and downward there was the appearance of fire, and from his loins and upward the appearance of brightness, 
like the appearance of glowing metal. He stretched out the form of a hand and caught me by a lock of my head. And the Spirit lifted me up between earth and heaven and brought me in the visions of God to Jerusalem, to the entrance of the north gate of the inner court, where the seat of the idol of jealousy, which provokes to jealousy, was located. And behold, the glory of the Lord of Israel was there, like the appearance which I saw in the plain. Then he said to me, Son of man, raise your eyes now toward the north. So I raised my eyes toward the north. And behold, to the north of the altar gate was this idol of jealousy at the entrance. And he said to me, Son of man, do you see what they are doing, the great abominations which the house of Israel are committing here, so that I would be far from my sanctuary? But yet you will see still greater abominations. Then he brought me to the entrance of the court. And when I looked, behold, a hole in the wall. He said to me, Son of man, now dig through the wall. So I dug through the wall, and behold, an entrance. And he said to me, Go in and see the wicked abominations that they are committing here. So I entered and looked, and behold, every form of creeping things and beasts and detestable things with all the idols of the house of Israel were carved on the wall all around. Standing in front of them were 70 elders of the house of Israel, with Jehozaniah, the son of Shaphan, standing among them each man with his censer in his hand and the fragrance of the cloud of incense rising. Then he said to me, son of man, do you see what the elders of the house of Israel are committing in the dark, each man in the room of his carved images? For they say, the Lord does not see us. The Lord has forsaken the land. And he said to me, yet you will see still greater abominations, which they are committing. Then he brought me to the entrance of the gate of the Lord's house, which was toward the north. And behold, women were sitting there weeping for Tammuz. He said to me, do you see this, son of man? Yet you will still see greater abominations than these. Then he brought me into the inner court of the Lord's house. And behold, at the entrance to the temple of the Lord, between the porch and the altar, were about 25 men with their backs to the temple of the Lord, and their faces toward the east. And they were prostrating themselves eastward toward the sun. He said to me, do you see this son of man? Is it too light a thing for the house of Judah to commit the abominations which they have committed here, that they have filled the land with violence and provoked me repeatedly? For behold, they are putting the twig to their nose. Therefore, I indeed will deal in wrath. My eye will have no pity, nor will I spare. And though they cry in my ears with a loud voice, yet I will not listen to them. Then he cried out in my hearing with a loud voice, saying, Draw near, O executioners of the city, each with his destroying weapon in his hand. Behold, six men came from the direction of the upper gate, which faces north, each with his shattering weapon in his hand. And among them was a certain man clothed in linen with a writing case at his loins. And they went in, and stood beside the bronze altar. Then the glory of the God of Israel went up from the cherub on which it had been to the threshold of the temple. And he called to the man clothed in linen at whose loins was the writing case. The Lord said to him, go through the midst of the city, even through the midst of Jerusalem and put a mark on the foreheads of all the men who sigh and groan over all the abominations which are being committed in its midst. But to the others, he said in my hearing, Go through the city after him and strike. Do not let your eye have pity, 
and do not spare. Utterly slay old men, young men, maidens, little children, and women, but do not touch any man on whom is the mark, and you shall start from my sanctuary. So they started with the elders who were before the temple. And he said to them, defile the temple and fill the courts with the slain, go out. Thus they went out and struck down the people in the city. As they were striking the people and I alone was left, I fell on my face and cried out saying, alas, Lord God, are you destroying the whole remnant of Israel by pouring out your wrath on Jerusalem? Then he said to me, the iniquity of the house of Israel and Judah is very, very great. And the land is filled with blood and the city is full of perversion. For they say the Lord has forsaken the land and the Lord does not see. But as for me, my eye will have no pity, nor will I spare, but I will bring their conduct upon their heads. Then behold, the man clothed in linen at whose loins was the writing case reported saying, I have done just as you have commanded me. Then I looked and behold, on the expanse that was over the heads of the cherubim, there appeared above them something like a sapphire in appearance like a throne. And he said to the man clothed in linen, go in among the whirling wheels underneath the cherubim, fill your hands with burning coals from between the cherubim and scatter them over the city. And he went in before my eyes. Now the cherubim were standing on the south side of the house when the man went in and a cloud filled the inner court and the glory of the Lord went up from the cherub to the threshold of the house and the house was filled with the cloud and the court was filled with the brightness of the glory of the Lord and the sound of the wings of the cherubim was heard as far as the outer court like the voice of God Almighty when he speaks. And when he commanded the man clothed in linen, take fire from between the whirling wheels, from between the cherubim, he went in and stood beside a wheel. And a cherub stretched out his hand from between the cherubim to the fire that was between the cherubim. And he took some of it and put it into the hands of the man clothed in linen, who took it and went out. The cherubim appeared to have the form of a human hand under their wings. And I looked and behold, there were four wheels beside the cherubim, one beside each cherub. And the appearance of the wheels was like sparkling barrel. And for their appearances, the four had the same likeness as if a wheel were within a wheel. When they went, they went in any way their four directions without turning as they went. But in whatever directions the front wheel faced, the others followed without turning as they went. And their whole body, their rims and their spikes, their wings and the wheels were full of eyes all around. The wheels that the four of them had. As for the wheels, they were called in my hearing the whirling wheels. And every one had four faces. The first face was the face of a cherub. And the second face was a human face and the third, the face of a lion, and the fourth, the face of an eagle. And the cherubim mounted up. These were the living creatures that I saw by the Shebar Canal. And when the cherubim went, the wheels went beside them. And when the cherubim lifted up their wings to mount up from the earth, the wheels did not turn from beside them. When they stood still, these stood still. And when they mounted up, these mounted up with them. 
for the spirit of the living creatures was in them. Then the glory of the Lord went out from the threshold of the house and stood over the cherubim. And the cherubim lifted up their wings and mounted up from the earth before my eyes as they went out with the wheels beside them. And they stood at the entrance of the east gate of the house of the Lord and the glory of God of Israel was over them. These were the living creatures that I saw underneath the God of Israel by the Shebar Canal, and I knew that they were cherubim. Each had four faces and each four wings, and underneath their wings was the likeness of human hands. And as for the likeness of their faces, they were the same faces whose appearance I had seen by the Shebar Canal. Each one of them went straight forward. The Spirit lifted me up and brought me to the east gate of the house of the Lord, which faces east. And behold, at the entrance of the gateway, there were 25 men. And I saw among them Yazaniah, the son of Azur, and Pelatiah, the son of Benaiah, princes of the people. And he said to me, Son of man, these are the men who devise iniquity and who give wicked counsel in this city, who say, the time is not near to build houses. The city is the cauldron and we are the meat. Therefore prophesy against them. Prophesy, O son of man. And the spirit of the Lord fell upon me. And he said to me, say, thus says the Lord. So you think, O house of Israel, for I know the things that come into your mind. You have multiplied your slain in this city and have filled its streets with the slain. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, your slain whom you have laid in the midst of it, they are the meat and the city is the cauldron, but you shall be brought out of the midst of it. You have feared the sword and I will bring the sword upon you, declares the Lord God. I will bring you out of the midst of it and give you into the hands of foreigners and execute judgments upon you. You shall fall by the sword. I will judge you at the border of Israel, and you shall know that I am the Lord. This city shall not be your cauldron, nor shall you be the meat in the midst of it. I will judge you at the border of Israel, and you shall know that I am the Lord. For you have not walked in my statutes, nor obeyed my rules, but have acted according to the rules of the nations that are around you. And it came to pass while I was prophesying that Pelatia, the son of Benaiah, died. Then I fell down on my face and cried out with a loud voice and said, Ah, Lord God, will you make full end of the remnant of Israel? And the word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, your brothers, even your brothers, your kinsmen, the whole house of Israel, all of them, are those of whom the inhabitants of Jerusalem have said, Go far from the Lord. To us this land is given for a possession. Therefore say, Thus says the Lord God, Though I removed them far off among the nations, and though I scattered them among the countries, Yet I have been a sanctuary to them for a while in the countries where they have gone. Therefore say, thus says the Lord God, I will gather you from the peoples and assemble you out of the countries where you have been scattered, and I will give you the land of Israel. And when they come there, 
they will remove from it all its detestable things and all its abominations. And I will give them one heart and a new spirit I will put within them. I will remove the heart of stone from their flesh and give them a heart of flesh that they may walk in my statutes and keep my rules and obey them. And they shall be my people and I will be their God. But as for those whose heart goes after their detestable things and their abominations, I will bring their deeds upon their own heads, declares the Lord God. Then the cherubim lifted up their wings with the wheels beside them, and the glory of the God of Israel was over them. And the glory of the Lord went up from the midst of the city and stood on the mountain that is on the east side of the city. And the Spirit lifted me up and brought me in the vision by the Spirit of God into Chaldea to the exiles. Then the vision that I had seen went up from me, and I told the exiles all the things that the Lord had shown me. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God that he's given us this book. May hearing it enrich you the rest of the week as you meditate on the message of Ezekiel. Next week, we'll be picking up that message and continue to work through it together as it unfolds in chapter 12. But until then, the Rebind is made possible by the help of Andrew Horning over at Andrew Horning Sound, who handles the audio mastering and music for the podcast, along with the art contributed by graphic designer Adam Anderson, and the continued support of listeners like you. If you've benefited from the podcast, be sure to give us a rating and review on iTunes, like us on social media, and spread the word. Don't just spread the word about this podcast, spread the word of Ezekiel. Let it inform the way you think, strengthen the life of your church, bolster your witness to a dying world with overwhelming power and purpose. See you guys next time.